Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hello, fam. Okay. So y'all know we're doing a series where I'm interviewing some past clients who are just crushing life basically, um, which is the whole point after you work with a therapist is like life is really good and it continues to be. So Emily is totally dope. Not only is she like mom extraordinaire, she's super funny, has a like such a good perspective on like being like, well, okay, life is life be lifing, but like, we're just going to get through it. And like, it is what it is. Um, I'm so excited. Like, yay. I think people are going to love you and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I resonate with her so much. So hi. I don't think that I understood that life could just be life until I met with you though, because I was a control freak. I I still have control freak tendencies. Um, (laughs) But I understand, you know, bears are bears and I'm not going to try to tame them. So, yeah, (laughs) which is a lot of freedom, right? So, yeah, I I forgot that you were a bit of a white knuckling life (laughs) when we first met. Yeah. And that's what people do, right? They try and like control everything because they're like, if everyone listened to me, then everything would go well. And it's like, jokes on us. Nobody gives a damn what we say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think I started with such, you know, just wanting to control everything. And little by little, I let go of control of little things. And it was like, wow, I am not responsible for the entire world. which is super freeing so can you maybe walk us through like what that was like before like what what it was causing because a lot of people do it and I don't think they realize that they do it they're just like oh this is how I am and then they're like fucking on edge 24 7 so what was it like before and then like through the journey what is it like now for you so I think I I really started therapy because of a one traumatic event. But then, you know, once once I worked out that, I started realizing, you know, other problems that I had, which was honestly the control freak thing. You know, just wanting everything to be perfect and trying to control everything in my home, in my life, and everyone else's lives around me was just suffocating me Mm -hmm. and causing me unnecessary stress. So, you know, my, I have five kids, so 
teaching them responsibility <laughs> rather than just handing out a list of chores, mm. which, you know, it started with a list of chores, but then it's like, wait a minute, this is still controlling. Um, <laughs> so while that is sometimes still necessary, if I just teach them little by little to take on some of the responsibility, then I don't have so much responsibility. Um, telling my husband like, Hey, you know, you can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the six-year-old while I am in the bathroom with the door locked, just breathing for a minute is okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, right. And I, I think my biggest thing was, um, I was controlling my life with an eating disorder, mm -hmm. um, which honestly is still a daily struggle. Um, I don't have to use an eating schedule anymore, um, Yay. because kind of, I've gotten past that, but I still like, I'll look at the clock and I'm like, oh crap, it's 1030. Mm -hmm. I haven't even thought about what I'm going to eat. So mm -hmm. there's granola bars in the cabinet and that's good enough. Yeah. And another, another thing is just sometimes things are good enough. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. I love that you said that because good enough is like, I'm sure we've talked about how like half-assing things is enough, <laughs> like half-ass the majority of things and they still get done and it's fine and no one dies. So then you can whole ass other things. And that's such a freeing thing too, because when people, typically when people are very controlling, they're also very perfectionist. And then like, they don't do things they want to do, or they don't do things that they like need to do because they're like, well, it won't be perfect. So I just won't do it. It's like, just make it suck. Fine. Right. It's done. Right. So that's very true. Um, I used to stress so much over having perfect dinners for the kids, mm. but honestly, my kids would rather have a sandwich or hamburger yeah. helper. Yeah. And then, right, why am I going to stress out over something when it could be so simple? You know, yeah. um, the house doesn't have to be perfect. Absolutely no one is looking at it except the people <laughs> that live here. And yeah. if no one cares, then why do I care? Yeah. So, oh, I love that you said that. I love that you and, said that. Uh, you know, aside from like dishes and laundry, who cares? Who cares? Right. As long as there's no like, <laughs> I, so I watched an episode of Hoarders once, which, oh God, that show makes me sad, where this person had like cats, cats, cats on cats on cats. And they were like, I love these cats. I love these cats. I love these cats. And turns out when they were cleaning out the house, they found like multiple dead cats, like buried in the trash. And this person was like sobbing about these cats that they loved. And I'm like, one, I don't know that you love those cats as much as you say you do, because that's a problem. But two, obviously like hoarding is its own, like very, very intense mental illness. Um, so as long as it's not like, hey, I've got dead cats buried in my laundry, it's like, the kids are safe, we're safe, everything is fine, no one's dying. Right. And, you know, we we actually do have lots of animals, but I know when to stop with animals. <laughs> I know when I can no longer afford to feed any more animals. Yeah. And, you know, this is enough. Um on one occasion, though, there was a starving homeless animal, and we did take that one, but 
of course it's a you know, well that animal was smart it was like um these people are nice and they'll take care of me right so are exceptions to my cutoff my limits oh sure sometimes can be pushed well flexibility but, is its own its own gift is like you know rigidity which happens when you're a control freak which happens when you're a professional professional when you're a professional perfectionist like that rigidity just makes you white knuckle life so hard and it's like you're not even enjoying life you're just mad all the time which is not I, I wasn't enjoying life until I let go of some of the control though and like looking back I can see now that that was my problem mm. but when I was so consumed with everything and trying to control it I, I did not see that yeah, you're so, like, they're the problem because they're not doing what I tell them to do. Everyone would just listen, you know? <laughs> no one listens. No one cares. No, these, right. these children just want to go make mud pies. They don't give a damn just, that there's okay. <laughs> that there's so much stuff that needs to be done. But why does it need to be done? You know, is it going to benefit me? No. Uh, I mean, why does it need to be done in this way? Like, I run into a lot of parents who are like, well, I want them to get up now and clean or do something. And I'm like, are they in the middle of something? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, what if you just gave them, you know, a five minute warning? And they're like, but then they wouldn't do it on my time. And it's like, yeah, but they would do it, period. Right. <laughs> <Like it's> done, <laughs> which is nice. Right. I think I, I try to give my kids at least like 15 minute warnings because. Yeah. They are all in the middle of something, whether it's a video game or like talking to their friends on the phone or playing outside in the woods. It takes 15 minutes to get out of the woods, at least. So, you know, I, I, I have become a lot more lenient with the kids and I think that they appreciate it. They don't appreciate the responsibility I've put on them, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and it's like. You know, adult a lot of adulthood is is getting to do what you want, but also a lot of adulthood is getting to do the things that are beneficial to do if you want to continue being a successful, happy adult. So it's like, do we want no responsibility? Yeah, maybe, but like, is that realistic? No, not at all. So it's like, that's a valuable lesson in and of itself. Is like, I don't particularly want to pay taxes, but I also don't want to go to jail because this this is going to become somebody's bitch. And that's like, not my vibe. <laughs> exactly. Like, so, um, I appreciate, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I appreciate that you mentioned that you like eating is still something that you have to be very mindful of because I think a lot of people misunderstand. Well, one, a lot of people misunderstand therapy because they're like, oh, I, I'll always have anxiety. I'll always be depressed. I'll always have PTSD and it'll never get better. And I just have to learn to cope with it, which is like that particular part is not true. You can heal all those things. But on the other side, sometimes people think, oh, all these things will go away and I only fire my therapist or I only quit when everything is perfect and great and I never struggle with that again. And that's not necessarily true. Like depending on what people are dealing with, sometimes you get to a point where you're like, yeah, it's still there, but it doesn't bother me. It's easy to manage now. Not that you, I want people to cope with things. Like I want people to manage them where like they're actually the ones in control. So I appreciate that you say like, yeah, eating is still something that I have to be mindful of. 
And I know for you, it's a good barometer. If like shit is really hitting the fan, how like your relationship to food is a good test of like, okay, how stressed am I right now? And then it's like the things that people come with that they struggle with become really good barometers in the future to say like, how mindful am I being of like taking care of myself? And it's like, oh, should I haven't eaten in two days? Okay, something is wrong and I should examine that. So I appreciate that you say that because I think it's important for people to know that like not everything goes away necessarily, but it does become so manageable. And it just becomes something you have to think about versus like something that's running your life. Yeah, it it really did run my life um, because I think I think I got down to about 95 pounds as a grown ass woman. And that was not okay. Yeah, it was um, very tiny. It's well, I was just unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. and then aside from looking physically unhealthy, I felt terrible. I had headaches every single day because I wasn't eating and yeah, you know, it just my body and everything was deteriorating. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, just like you said, when I get stressed out, I don't eat. And then I realize like I have dropped five pounds in one week and that's not normal when I'm not trying to lose any weight because yeah. I'm I'm comfortable with the weight that I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what exactly has stressed me out? What can I do to fix this? Or is there any fixing it? And Great I'm going gonna, gonna to go eat a snack and try to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me eat yeah. while I figure things out. Yeah. How, how, um, how did it impact you to like embrace the concept of like, I can only control so many things and the list is really not that big. Um, and while I may have influence on other things, I can't really do a damn thing about the majority of things because like other people are in charge of their lives. Like how was that for you? I think I just felt so bad. I, I was drinking a lot to try to deal or try to not deal with things, um, which created its own set of problems. Um, I was controlling my eating by just not eating. Um, and I just felt so bad. And I knew that like the human body is not equipped to deal with nothing but alcohol. You cannot live like that. You can, but not very well and not very long. So I think that I just realized like, this is the only life I get and Mm -hmm. I don't want to fall apart at a young age. Um, So I have to do something. And then it did not go quickly. I had to let go little by little. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I started letting go of a few things, it was like, I really can let go of a lot of things. I can let go of most of this shit that stresses me out. (laughs) And, or I can, you know, if things still need to be handled, Mm -hmm. it can be by someone else. You know, it doesn't all have to be me. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And thankfully we have a lot of family help um, with the kids. So rather than stressing out about how I'm going to be in three places at once, I'm Mm -hmm. just like, Hey, can anyone help me? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Because when we first met, there was sometimes a reluctance, I think, to like asking for help, which is such a benefit 
And I think a lot of people like aren't very good at building community, which is part of the problem. It's like, if you, if people have never had anyone reliable, then it makes sense that they'd be like, well, I'm not relying on anyone. It's like, okay, well that makes sense. But the answer is not to just then do everything. The answer is like to build a community that reciprocates, which is its own skill set. Um, but it does make life a lot easier. I have got the best community. Um, I have stayed really solid with my oldest son's family. Mm -hmm. And so, um, or his dad's side of the family, his, his dad's side of the family, they have tons of kids. And so sometimes their kids are at my house and sometimes all of my kids go to their house. Amazing. And <laughs> my parents and my husband's parents, you know, if one can't help out that day, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. no problem. I have other options. Yeah. Um, and then you know, besides that, my kids are getting older and mm -hmm. they have friends who have the most awesome parents. Yeah, um, we love that. Yeah, they have made some really good friends. And mm -hmm. so I feel like I have the best village right now, but it hasn't come, hasn't come all at once and it hasn't come easy because I was so reluctant mm -hmm. to ask for help. I just kind of pushed <laughs> everything away. Yeah. Um, and I wanted things to be done my way and they didn't do it my way. And I'm like, fine, then just don't help. But that's <laughs> okay. You just end up screwing yourself. Which is, it's like, I know people are a control freak if they're like, oh, the dishwasher has to be loaded a certain way. And I'm like, why? And they're like, I'll load the dishwasher behind my partner. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work for no reason. Yep. Well, no I, reason. I, I cannot be in the kitchen while my kids are doing their dishes or my husband because I'm not going to do them by my standards and I can't watch it. I still want them to do it, but I cannot watch it. So I still, you know, still have that little bit of control freak. Of course, yeah. that has not gone, not gone away, but I'll just walk away. You just fix it. Yeah. It's like, if I don't see it, it's like fairies do it. <laughs> it's yep. fine. It's fine. Yep. Funny. Uh, I will I'll help them like with the washer and dryer because sure. I can't I can't buy a new washer and dryer if they fuck them up but <laughs> but other than that like if your clothes get literally tossed into your dresser that's your problem then right. you can't close your dresser then you have cat hair on everything because they love the dressers <laughs> and my clothes don't have cat hair so I'm fine <laughs> Right. And it's like, eh, who cares? That's so funny. That's so much freedom. It's like, how much time did you get back in a day? Hours. Hours. Yeah. Wild. Laundry for seven people was literally like. All day. All day. And, you know, when I got so down, I was like, fuck the laundry. I'm going to lay in bed. And then it became unmanageable. And I'm like. Mm -hmm. Well, now what do I do? Now we have no clean towels and we have to air dry. So, <laughs> so putting, yeah. giving everyone just a little bit and reminding them if I have to, because they are still kids, they need reminders. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, even if it's, I tell you every day, you know, but <laughs> it's okay because yeah. I'm also not perfect, but neither are they. Right. We're just really close. Something I always admired about you um, is that as a parent, you are so realistic 
about like where kids are and like what they need and what would benefit them. And you are so, so good at like all of your kids being kids, but also like knowing them as individuals and what each individual needs. And like doing it with one kid is hard, but doing it with five is like, I don't even fucking know. (laughs) Incredible. But like as a parent, you have always been like, I give my kids what they need individually and I know them like I you know them so well as individual people and I can't tell you how many parents I work with who like either really don't know their kids or want them to be someone else and then completely miss who their kids are and like that's something that you do so naturally and so well and you're just like my kids are feral gremlins and I love them and it's amazing and it's like that is such a gift to a child, just to have a parent be like, fuck it, you're great. <laughs> like, you're great as you are. It's such a gift. I think I always said when I had my own kids that I wouldn't try to force them to be anything other than what mm-hmm. they wanted, as long as they're decent yeah. human beings. You know, they, yeah. you can't, you can't go act a fool and hurt <laughs> other people. But I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't act a fool. That's fine. I still yeah. do it. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody else with what you're doing, mm-hmm. I am okay with that. Yeah, if, that's such a level know, of freedom. My kids, they are so different because we have a blended family. So they're all coming from different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, we run our house one way and it's it's not very tightly run, but we run our house one way no and then they go, they go on the weekend to their other parents and it's yeah. each one of them has a different like a different lifestyle over there mm-hmm. so you know and then why would I try to change them I hated yeah. when my mom tried to control my life mm-hmm. that was the thing realizing like oh my god I'm a control freak like my mom I can't do that my god um, I'm my mother <laughs> I'm not controlling everyone's life because my mom did not enjoy her life when we were yeah. little she, I I know she you know, there was a lot of times where I could tell she didn't enjoy motherhood. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like a burden and mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to make my kids feel like that. They, they get on my damn nerves and I tell them that, Yeah, but I, I also tell them that I love them and yeah. I wouldn't trade them for the whole world. Yeah. But I like seeing, you know, who, who they become and just mm-hmm. giving them a little bit of guidance. Like, you have to wash your dirty socks. You have to be nice to people, mm-hmm. you, you know, but what do you like? What kind of music do you like? I'll listen to whatever. Um, I only have one child that's into country music. Thank goodness, because <laughs> I can only handle so much of that. <laughs> but, um, I love that for her. You know, we jam out yeah. when it's her turn to pick the music in the car. We still jam. So, and besides that, they're just... They're becoming teenagers. I have three teenagers right now. Wow. Fun. So, yeah, they're really coming into themselves. And I Teenagers really my favorite. see it. They're my favorite age for kids. I'm just like, yes, you weird little gremlins. They're so they, fun. They're all very weird. I love it. Love I, it. I love it. You had not done therapy before we started, yep. correct? No. Okay. So... When, when you were like, okay, I think it's time to go talk to someone. 
Um, what was like your idea of therapy? And then, because I tend to run things a little differently than like, I'm not very Jackie O, which if anyone has ever listened to any episode or knows me, that is quite clear. Um, what was that like having, because everyone has like an idea, right? Where it's like someone in an office with like a, a clipboard. I almost said clip pad. That's not, I don't know if it's a word, but like a clipboard and they're like, oh, so tell me how that makes you feel. Like, which sometimes I ask, but like, what was the idea before? And then after having gone through like a couple of sessions, how was that adjustment? So before I started therapy, I think I was just completely hopeless. And I really thought, you know, we'd be in an office and I would probably be prescribed medication because I was so crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was honestly what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But then it was the total opposite. We were sitting outside, there was fresh air, there was someone listening and validating my feelings. And that was like the most helpful thing was being validated. Like, yes, this is happening and this sucks, but you can't do anything about that. So mm. fuck it. You know, <laughs> and, and I love that. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So right. I really really expected to be told that I was crazy and I needed anxiety medication and mm. probably antipsychotics because I I was so hopeless. Yeah. But then it turned out to be validation and problem solving mm. and just letting go. And that was so much more helpful than medication like ever because I feel like medication... I mean, you could possibly be on it for the rest of your life, but yeah, some, some people do need it. You know, I'm not taking away from that. But for mm -hmm. me, I didn't have any anything that required medication. I just needed to get out of my funk. Yeah. So. And I find that that's true for most people. Like medication has its place. Sometimes it gets people to the point where like, if they're so dysregulated that like they can't even focus, then like medication can be really beneficial because it'll bring their system down to a point where like we can even do work. So like for some people, like it definitely has its place. I'm not a big fan of people starting medication first because it will seem like the problems go away, but really, hi kitty, really they're just less reactive to it. But then it's like, you don't learn how to deal with life when you just shut down. And that that's the unhelpful thing to do. But it is a lot of like validating and problem solving. And I take that approach for a reason because I don't believe in people doing therapy. <laughs> I'm kidding. And people doing therapy for like the rest of their lives. Like, why? Like, I really like you, you know, but you don't need me for the rest of your life. Ideally, like there's, that's not a thing. Um but the amount of times that I tell people where I'm just like, damn, that sucks. And people are like, God, yes. And it's like, sometimes the most powerful thing is someone just looking at you and being like, that shit is awful. Yeah. And that just was, acknowledging it, that, like, it sucks. The validation was so helpful because I, you know, if I talk to anyone else in my family and my circle mm. they're like yeah. oh well you need, you need to do this to fix it you need to do this yeah. i can't do that i can't fix it this sucks and right. it is what it is and sometimes i do just need to let go or yeah. yeah or you know i need to 
do healthy things to solve these problems mm-hmm. and not just <laughs> because of one else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially like like I know you came with some family stuff and other adults were involved and like especially where other adults are involved and you have a limited capacity to influence or to control. Like you can only control what happens in your house, right? And you can request things, you can influence things, but your sphere of control is gone the second anyone steps out of your door. And so I know that was particularly hard. And I think that's something a lot of people with like blended families experience, especially if if the other blend is not, um, doesn't have the same skills that like you have then it's like, okay, it it becomes a lot of mitigating. Like, how do we, how do we do what's beneficial for the people in our sphere of influence when they're in our physical presence? And then how do we, you know, teach them to protect as best they can? Like with blended families, it's a lot of like mitigating and a lot of saying like, okay, I can only do what I can do when they're with me and the rest of it. Right. You know, I would, I would worry myself sick. I would yeah. just worry myself sick when the kids would leave me. Cause I'm like, Oh, yeah. they're not going to brush their teeth this weekend. But honestly, whatever, mm-hmm. if they get a cavity, I'll take them to the dentist. <laughs> and you know, once they have their teeth drilled a couple times, surely they'll get sick of it. But <laughs> probably. Yeah, so. I, there's, I just, I, I feel like I stressed so much about the kids when they weren't with me that I didn't enjoy my kid-free time. Mm. And that's a problem because it doesn't yeah. happen often. Yeah. You know, and then I'm, you don't get to decompress because you're just like, you're just winding more, which is not helpful. Right. So the mm. only thing I really can do is teach my kids to be decent humans and, you know, how to take care of stuff for themselves. Like if I feel mm. like, you know, where they're going, their needs aren't going to be met. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is how you make food for yourself. This is how you brush Mm -hmm. your teeth. This is how you, you know, this is how you do laundry. This is how you do these things. So if no one does them for you over the weekend, here you go, how to do it. Yeah. And where most people, where most people go is they just get angry at the other person. They're like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And they're like, they're just not going to do it. So it's like, yeah, it'd be great if they did, but they ain't gonna. So let's do the thing that actually has an effect, which is that was that was yeah. me. I would, you know, fuss at people. You need to do these things. And they're like, I'm not gonna. no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, well, you suck. I'm just going to stress. <laughs> you suck. Which it doesn't take the anger away. Right. But it does make life easier because then at least you're you're doing something that's effective. Um, it it did make all the anger go away actually over time. It wasn't immediate, but I really feel like there is only so much I can do. And while I, I have really good problem solving skills, not everyone wants me to solve their problems. So (laughs) some people love their drama llama land and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. It's not worth it. It takes away from the quality of life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people think I'm kind of an asshole when, when, cause in my brain, when people are like determined to drown in three inches of water, I'm just like, okay, die. And then people are like, oh my God, you're so rude. And I'm like, what am I going to do with somebody who's determined to drown? They're going to die. I'm not going to hold their head up for the rest of my life. I have things to do. 
Like my life is good. You know why? I don't do bullshit. <laughs> if you're, if you want to drown, die. Like that's on you. Obviously don't commit suicide people. Like, let me just add that caveat. But like, if someone is determined to drown, to be in their drama, like I'm not going to save you. I can't. Right. Because that is out of your level of control. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to move you into my house and like watch you 24 seven, like die. Yeah. Die in the grave that you dig. You do have to come into therapy with an open mind and willing to (laughs) accept what's being said and accept that, you know, you knew a whole lot more than I did about what you were talking about. So. Yeah. Well, I really find that like the people, one, (laughs) by the time people come to therapy, it's usually like a last resort. So they're like, I'm willing to try anything. And it's like, oh, great. I love that space. Um, And I find the people that resonate with me do very well with an honest approach. Like, you know, I'm not someone who handholds. I'm not someone who sugarcoats. I, I just don't have the patience. Like, I want you to get better fast. And if I spend three months sugarcoating, it's like, I'm just wasting your time. And that's stupid to me. Also, it's annoying. Like, you don't need handholding. You're an adult. And I assume that, like, everyone who works with me can handle the truth. Now, that's not to say that, like, I'm brutal about, well, sometimes it feels brutal because I'm like, okay, this is a fact, but I'm not, like, intentionally trying to be an asshole. But I do find that the people who work with me are, like, they just resonate really well with that. Like, I'm not, I'm not for people who need a lot of, like, handholding. And thankfully, I don't get a lot of people who need handholding because I think they can tell. They're like, oh. I may need someone nicer. And I'm like, great, I'll get you to one of my team members. But like, that's not me. I appreciated that so much, though, because I feel like I can take you at face value. And I feel like there were so many people in my life that would, you know, I guess, sugarcoat things to try to make me feel better. But it's like, this does not make me feel better. That's not true. Yeah, Or would talk out two sides of their mouth. And it's like, Oh, I don't have time for that. Like, it's not helpful. No, no, it's, it's really not. And it's like, I'm not here. I'm here to make people feel better, but not by lying to them. Like, it just doesn't benefit anyone. And like, the, you know, the cool thing is like, I've always been like this. And the problematic thing is like, everyone hates that in a teenager. (laughs) So like, as a therapist, it's great because people like pay me to be honest versus like when I was a teenager, people were like, wow call a bitch out. And I'm like, okay, but you're doing things that are dumb. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's nice to be able to do that now. You know, I I feel like I am the same way with my kids. I'm Mm -hmm. very blunt with them. Yeah. And I can tell, I can tell that it upsets them at times, but then Mm -hmm. when I hear them talk to each other, they are the same way. (laughs) And you know, my kids have a sibling code. I have no idea what happens when <laughs> I'm not around and they won't tell me because they're That's solid. So funny. It is, you know, if someone, comes up bleeding, <laughs> if someone comes up bleeding, they'll kind of tell me what happened. Sometimes. Sure. But I just, I love that I've instilled that in them. They'll, you know, you know, that shirt looks a little weird. Maybe you shouldn't wear it. But then the kid who's wearing it is like, I don't give a damn what you think, you know, <laughs> I like my shirt. They're just live your dream, kiddo. Yeah. I love the honesty with the kids. And yeah, they are 100% honest. They still oh, 
it to me, but where it matters, mm -hmm. they're very honest. But, and that know. it makes well one it makes someone trustworthy right and like when you're honest with people they just drop their guard because it's like they know that what you're saying is in their best interest like and with the intention to be helpful so it's like take it or don't take it but like the intention is to be helpful to make your life easier happier better whatever and it's just become so much easier to like trust someone who does that right so my my oldest son has actually started therapy with one of your little birdies. And I'm so thankful because he has run into a lot of dishonesty and yeah. it's broken his trust. He just, middle school's rough. Being a teenager's yeah. rough. And nobody wants to hear what their mom has to say. <laughs> even though I am pointing out, this is what's happening. Right. And honestly, <laughs> my therapist that he's with is probably saying some of the same things you say. And then he'll, and then people would be like, yeah, right. 100%. And it's like, bitch, I say that every week. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to hear from his mom. And I get that, which is why, yeah. you know, I felt like, well, a lot of stuff blew up, which made therapy 100% necessary. But I had been thinking for a while, like, you need to hear this from someone other than me. <laughs> All right. And Let me pay teenager, someone to tell you exactly what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, the teenagers around you that you're friends with are not qualified to give you advice. <laughs> so you, you, you need to hear from someone that's licensed. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Is there anything in particular that you, um, that was like really helpful to hear or like a framework that was really helpful? I think the thing that has stuck with me in every aspect of my life is, you know, stop telling a bear or don't tell a bear to not be a bear or however you work. Yeah. It. Don't make a bear a puppy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because now, like, with every situation, I'm like, wow, that is just how it is. <laughs> how it is, I yeah. do not have the resources to change this. I don't have the time or the patience to change this situation <laughs> or this person. Right. Why would I put my energy into it? Yeah, which immediately makes you better at problem solving because you're solving the right problem, which is how do I just go around this person or this situation versus, like, how do I, so I'll explain, don't make a bear a puppy or you can't make a bear a puppy, which is probably how I say it more often. So a lot of people, when they have someone in their life who is being problematic, um, they want to change the person. If only they would do this, if only they would do this, if they would just do this. Well, like, unless you're God herself, then you ain't changing nobody. Now, like, obviously people have more influence over children, but like, if you control a child, you lose your ability to influence them. So they may do what you say, but they don't trust you. They don't like you. They don't want a good relationship with you. So it's like, they're trying to solve the wrong problem. And because it's not possible to make a bear a puppy, you just get mauled every single time you interact with them because you're like, oh, what a sweet little puppy. And it's like, clawing your heart out of your chest and then you're like why am I getting mauled and it's like bitch that's you like you're treating a bear like a puppy you're lying to yourself you're not being honest about who this person is because you want them to be a puppy but I am not letting a bear in my house because it will eat me in my sleep like 
no, thank you. And then people are like, I'm so angry that this person mauled me. And it's like, yeah, bitch, it's a bear. It's not a puppy. Like treat people as they are and then solve the right problem, which means your life gets better because you're not fighting a bear 24 seven. You have so much more energy to take a nap, do whatever you want. Exactly. I think that I had to really take a step back and see where the bears were in my life. And now it's easy for me to spot like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, that's just who they are. You know, they may have, this person may have this weakness, but their strength Mm, lies somewhere else. And that's, you know, that's where I can depend on them. You know, yeah. um, So the biggest example is, you know, we have such a good community with our kids and our our in-laws and Mm -hmm. my parents and stuff. But I, my, my husband's mom, you know, she, she would rather have adult time with me and Jonathan. She, she will babysit the kids, but it's not her favorite. Her favorite Mm -hmm. is seeing us all together, us with the kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, not being responsible for making the PB and (laughs) J's. And that's honestly, that's okay. She put in her time seeing her kids. She doesn't. She, you know, she's got her own life. She divorced her husband and she has gone and made herself a new life. She is enjoying it and good for her. That shouldn't piss me off. Yeah. I should be happy for her <laughs> living her life. And I should be happy that she wants to spend time with me and my yeah. husband. Sure. So, and I think once I let go of, you never help me with the kids, you know, <laughs> she does offer to cook us. Mm-hmm. If we nice. also go, and if you want to cook for me and do the dishes, oh my God, talk dirty to I'm me. There. I'm there. <laughs> Literally, you, you have saved my whole evening if you've done that. So why, <laughs> right. why would I just stay pissed off that you won't just take the kids away? You know, get them out of my house for a little bit. She's right. like, no, no, you, you come with them. You yeah. watch your kids, and right. I'll just do the cooking. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow. I watch my kids all the time. I can do that. (laughs) I've kept them alive this long. I can do it for one more night. Right. So I love that you give that example because it's like as soon as you are honest about who people are, then you all like immediately the frustration drops and the relationship gets better because like you're not pissed off at them all the time, which is also awesome. Yeah, it's I have really, I mean, even with my own parents, I'm like, well. This is who they are. This mm-hmm. is what they're going to do. And I'll just stay out of whatever it is that's pissing me off because it's not my business. Right. I'll just Even maneuver. Though, yeah. I'll just enjoy the time I have with you and mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, your strengths. And if you need help with your weaknesses and you tell me you need help, I will help. But if you don't tell me that you want help, I'm not going to get into it. Suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, love. Anything that you, maybe if people are like, oh, like I'm, maybe it would work for me. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Or if they're listening to this and they're like, God, Emily's so cool, which like facts. Um, (laughs) What would you like tell people who are are listening? What would you tell people who are listening? Um, As far as like going to see a therapist. I think I got really lucky with you because I have heard um, there's some really horrible 
well, people. Yeah, there are. I have heard of therapists that do just want to to hand out medication, and I, I don't know if that's a therapist well, or therapist, psychologist. Psychiatrists do. Yeah, psychiatrists. Okay, yeah. so therapists prescribe meds. Um. But it's like, like that's actually their job. They don't see people for therapy. I actually, I like that you brought that up. So a lot of people misunderstand. Psychiatrists do not do therapy. They only do medication. Therapists cannot do medication. They only do therapy. So sometimes people will go see a psychiatrist with the expectation that they'll do therapy, but that's not what they do. Okay. Well, I don't Thank you for you. doing that so I could clear it. Um, so actually I have two kids in therapy. My oldest um, is with you guys. And then my daughter, well, my stepdaughter technically, but my daughter is um, seeing a therapist somewhere else. Um, and she actually, her first therapist did not work out. So well, we, she, it didn't, and it was, it's okay. But we found someone that did work for her and she's mm -hmm. been with her for two years now. Amazing. So yes. And she has, she's had so much progress. And Yay. it's made our relationship better. And we still mm -hmm. struggle because she is coming into herself too. And, mm -hmm. you know, we live together. <laughs> right. um, but I think as long as you go into therapy with an open mind and while still, you know, looking for like, is this working? Is it not working? Do I feel any better? I think you'll have success. And there were some days that I left therapy feeling like overwhelmed about everything we had just talked about. Mm -hmm. But then also in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, but this is what I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as I'm working on it, it will get better. Because it's inevitable. Yeah. If if you have problems that you just keep sweeping under the rug, it's like, oh, they just keep piling up and it gets worse. <laughs> and then you've got a pile of shit under a rug. Um, but Facts. I think I just I come with a lot on my mind and then mm -hmm. I would leave with even more on my mind. But it was like, OK, this is how I'm going to tackle this problem. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm going to either solve this or try to solve this. And maybe mm -hmm. there's no solving it. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, you go in with an open mind and I could always expect honesty from you. I don't know that that's the same with every therapist, but the honesty and the validation so. was so important. Yay. And we love that. Thank you. That's, that's I don't know I if that answers your question. No, I don't think I'm going to No, you did beautifully. <laughs> that's all I got. Dude, thank you so much. You're such no a problem. problem. I recommend you to literally everyone. If you have a problem, I have a woman. Right. You're like, I know someone who may can help with that. As long as you're not super sensitive. I don't really surround myself with super sensitive people. Yeah. That's because right. I can't, I can't tiptoe my, you right. know, around everyone. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> just like, it takes too long. It does. It takes too long. All right, my dude, thank you so much. No problem.